Welcome to Massive Late Fee. And now your hosts, Mark and Carol. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my girlfriend, Carol. How are you doing, Carol? Hey, what's up? Not much. It's been a good week here. It is April 27th, 1996. It is. It is that. Yep. (laughs) All day. All day and all night long. All night long. You know, we usually record these like a couple days in advance, and I always feel like we're lying to you. A couple days in advance. No, we're not. Well, it's not the 26th or the 27th or whatever you just said. It's almost that day. It's almost that day. Some of these are, you know, some of these news stories come out. Like a day before, so yeah, I mean, it might be a day old news, but it's not like it's you know a ton of, not yeah. like it's twenty five years old or something exactly that'd be like stale donuts dumbass <laughs> wow, hey, so that's your idea of humor <laughs> <laughs> call me an asshole it's super intelligent, so that's humor it's our it's the new c d we're coming out <laughs> with, so that's humor. You ever heard of uh, The Search for Tina, honey? No. Oh, my God. College students' secret life unfolds. Amy Vermish, A-I-M-E-E, I hate that spelling of Amy, was Me troubled too. by the phone call from Todd Nuremberger about Tina Begar, her best friend. Todd lived with Tina. So why didn't he know that Tina had quit her waitressing job more than two months earlier? Maybe she was hiding it from him. Amy wondered what else Todd didn't know and considered what she knew about Tina. The women met in 1992 when Tina joined Amy as a waitress at the Rochester Chop House, an oyster bar at by Oakland University where Tina was a student up there in Rochester, Michigan. You know Rochester. Oh, absolutely. I'm very familiar with the uh, Oakland University. There. Amy thought of one or two times... Uh, that Tina had come to the restaurant all dressed up, wearing a short skirt, makeup, the works. So she had lettuce and tomato and and mayonnaise <laughs> on her Oh, too. goodness. Wow, Amy teased. Where are you going? Tina just said she was meeting a friend of a friend. Amy, 29, thought of Tina as unusually mature for a 23-year-old, probably because of Tina's experiences growing up, moving around with her father's Coast Guard duty. Who Who's a Coast Guard brat? What Coast Guard people are being moved around? Is the Coast Guard, like, part of the military? I mean, like, sort of. The way that the mall cops are part of the police station. (laughs) Wow. No offense, Coast Guard guys, but I could beat up any of you, so I don't care. Wow. Uh, Let's see. Meeting new people, encountering new situations. And Tina's pregnancy certainly must have matured her, too. She had told several people about how she became pregnant by her boyfriend. Well, her father was stationed in Alaska with the Coast Guard. <laughs> the how, how her strict Catholic parents wanted her to stay home and have a baby. How they offered to help her raise the child. Tina said her parents didn't like her boyfriend. She told at least one friend she that he was abusive. Tina, and this was so like her, Amy thought, had her own ideas. She decided to have a baby and pursue an open adoption. Okay. So... Here's the story so far. Oh, 
of this. this I mean, this is a, it's a, a cyclopean uh, article here. Tina Bigar, 23-year-old University, Oakland University student who shared an apartment with Todd Nuremberger in Farmington Hills, was reported missing last August 23rd. <clears throat> Police didn't do much at first, but Nuremberger and Tina's father, Bill Bigar, launched a search. They soon discovered links between Tina and... And an escort service. Yeah, I had a suspicion. But they suspected the connection was due to Tina's college research on prostitution and AIDS. Uh-oh. What do you think? She went deep undercover. She was going to write the best college essay ever. Mm-hmm. The reason I picked this story is because you have an affinity for prostitution and AIDS. Wow. That's not... A sentence I Carol loves think that I would have strung together. Carol but. loves prostitution and AIDS. No, I'm saying you you've done volunteer work having to do with AIDS and having to do with prostitutes. Yes, and that's why this story. I thought the story would be interesting to you. Where did the AIDS factor in here? She that she's doing the same type of thing. She's doing research on prostitution and AIDS or something. Okay. So same thing. You you were helping, you know, give mm-hmm. out protection and stuff like that. And she's, she's. I don't know if she was in a similar program or what. I don't know what's going on with her. Well, if she was, she wouldn't be dressing like a prostitute. She's done now. Oh, she's probably dead. That's sad. That's my guess. That's not funny, but it's sad. It is sad. What do you think? I, I think you're right. I think she. Well, she's either dead or. She just loved it so she's much. She's been like, oh my God, Mark. Or she's been like kidnapped and like forced into prostitution because she was hanging around the wrong people at the wrong time. Oh my God. The wrong ones at the wrong time. Let's go find her. Let's no. Let's go on an adventure to find Tina Bagar. Let's not and say we did. Why would we say we did if we didn't? What if the police come around and ask? <laughs> I'm not saying I did if I didn't. Okay. No, I mean, I'm sorry that, you know, some sh- bad shit happened, but uh, I'm not going to look for it, no. Well, how about the scientists who are navigating the tangled web? What the fuck? The good news is that there are millions of places to visit on the World Wide Web. But that's also the bad news. <laughs> navigating the web can be frustrating, and it's easy to get lost. Teams of researchers in Silicon Valley are working on new ways to categorize information and make the internet more manageable. According to Wired, which apparently is a magazine that is about computers, which profiles a few scientists, the trouble with all the new search technologies is that they're really too new to evaluate properly. So the it's hard like it's hard to navigate through the World Wide Web. There's yeah. there's so many I mean we're on there too. Right. We have a web page on there. There's so many web pages that we need a central place where people can can find things. People can search for things. Like a like an index. The the worldwide web needs an index. Mhm. What do you think uh, <laughs> we're going to do about that? Who's going to index it know. all? I don't know. What? I mean, like that's a lot of shit to go through and like organize. I agree. There has, but there has to be a way to do it. Can't you? Couldn't you like teach a computer or a computer program or however they're doing it to like look for certain words, right? 
Like, let's say uh, we want to find the words, the word, uh, I don't know, boobs. Oh, my. So you put that in, and the thing, it goes through web pages and looks for that word. Maybe. I mean, I think you might be able to do that with some writing software in the stuff you're writing. So if you can do it that, then I guess you could search... So I'm saying, yeah. Maybe. You know, I have a book called um, The Internet for Dummies. And, uh, it's appropriate that you it's have that book. Ba- fuck off. It's basically <laughs> like what you're talking about, though. It's like it's like the yellow pages, but mm. of the internet. Okay, well, maybe, maybe that's what we need. Maybe we need a, yeah, like a guide that you can leave next to your computer... Yeah. And you can just look through that. That's what I do. I love it. It's helped me find all kinds of cool stuff, too, that I wouldn't have even thought of, like tarot card readings. and. Oh, wow. Very interesting. Um, This site called Board.com. Board.com. You go on there and play games and stuff. It's cool. Oh, I thought it was a place to buy boards, like particle board. No. All right. Well, that's too bad. No, man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, Shania is missing time with her hubby. I wish that uh, you were missing time with me. Hey, uh, you're no, so mean. We're having a good time here. Fuck off. I'm not missing time with you ever. Country mofo. <laughs> I will be here forever. <laughs> Always around. No, no. I just mean I won't miss you. Country. Okay. Country music phenomenon. Shania Twain is eager to start recording an album this summer because it'll mean long overdue togetherness with her and her producer husband, Robert Mutt Lanch. Oh, my. We never see each other, says the beauty, who's the Woman in Me album. Recently passed Patsy Cline's greatest hits to become the biggest uh, cover, you know, whatever, the selling country album. By a a chick. She's the chick country icon. Oh, and I'm sure that's what they call her. Shania Twain. Dick. No, no, she's a chick. No, you're a dick. Oh. She's a woman. Dicks for chicks? Woman. Woman. Yeah, the woman in me. Yeah, so stop calling her a fucking chick, you dick. <laughs> Worst Dr. Seuss book ever. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, what do you think of Shania Twain? I don't like country, so I don't listen to her. Yeah, I don't listen to country bullshit, so I don't know who she is, and I don't care. <laughs> Wow, that seems very contradictory. But, but yeah, she's cute. She's real cute. That's for sure. But I'm sure she is. But I'm not a country fan, so. I'm cute, too, you know. Yeah, but you don't sing country music, so. You don't like country music. Oh, yeah, that's right. You know, Carol does do some, some karaoke, though. If you ever discover where we live, uh, first of all, please don't. Don't come... Don't come to our houses. That's that's obviously not on. But if uh, if you ever do see us out at a karaoke bar, we we do sing karaoke sometimes. Yeah, we do karaoke. It's empty orchestra. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> an empty orchestra. Black male, clean, youthful. Not. Oh wait, what in the actual hell? I forgot to set it up. <laughs> Hey, it's massive love time, guys. That's it for the news.
You just want to randomly start talking about uh, big black dudes, huh? Now we we start. uh, Yeah, you know, I used to tune into BBC News, but it wasn't the kind of news I thought it was going to be. Oh, my. Uh, Anyway, so we uh, we're doing massive love again. We got another massive love segment this month. Huh? Retired, financially independent, white male. 58, 6 feet even, 165 pounds, non-smoking, varied interests. <laughs> I hope so. Seeking compatible single female to get acquainted with in West Michigan. What do you think? Ret- <laughs> retired and financially independent. How do you know if you have anything in common based on that? He has varied, varied interests. interests. You, he's got varied interests. Hopefully some of yours intersect. I mean, what the fuck? Right. Attention by by females. It says by and then BFs. By black females, maybe? I don't know. Sexy B couple, 20s, needs you to add a spark in our relationship. Oh, no. Must like romantic demons on the town slash home. What? Be discreet. Be discreet with an exclamation point. This is, this seems like... This is a bad situation, right? Well, yeah. We need you to provide a spark. <laughs> if our relationship fail, fails, it's on you. And they want to go out on the town with this person, but be discreet. Be discreet, yeah. We're going to buy a giant, giant stroller for you and <laughs> push you in it like you're our baby. Right? What the hell? Just like one of those babies smoking a cigar, like in the uh, cartoons. Oh, my. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what cartoons did you watch growing up? The cartoons with the babies. With the, you like on, on fucking, what's it? Who Framed Roger Rabbit? That movie. There's that baby. In the, the yeah, that, that's that's a movie. Like, that's not. <laughs> the other one's a cartoon. Do you think cartoons reflect real life? <laughs> <laughs> no. That's a movie, not the realism of a cartoon. Yeah, I can't tell you how many times I've seen coyotes painting uh, realistic-looking tunnels into walls. Don't you wish we could do that? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Make a quick escape. <laughs> what? But it always fails. What are you talking about? Make a quick escape. First of all, what are you planning that you need that quick of an escape? Stuff. <laughs> Shh, it's a surprise. Oh, my God. What are you talking about? <laughs> Never mind. Oh. Attractive 31-year-old Italian male seeks couples for fun. Couples? Couples. One dude wants multiple couples? He's, he's got, he needs a couple for every day of the week. What the hell, man? Oh, there's a Dobie Gillis situation. <laughs> right? <laughs> he's in the Troy area. That's not that far. So he's he's rich. Right, I guess Troy's kind of a rich area. Troy's ritzier. Yeah, I mean, not it's not like Birmingham or or West Bloomfield, but it's 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 nicer. I mean, you'd have to be at least a little well off to handle all those people. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Oh my gosh, he's insatiable. What kind of bed do you think he has? It's definitely a waterbed <laughs> with some sort of animal print, right? <laughs> uh, comforter. You know that's the case. Oh, for sure. And Ma- a black light. Right. 
Would you want one in that situation? <laughs> Maybe not. So there's like he's pointing out all the stains. The new people, that co- new new couples that come over. He turns the black light out. And he's like, "That was George and Tina. That was." <laughs> See how much fun we can have. And that was Fred and Wilma. That, okay, Betty and Barney. That was. <laughs> that was just a night I cut myself. That's all. Oh, goodness. Married white male seeking attractive older single or divorced white female. Older? Does he give any age range? 36 to 50. For what? For a long-term discreet relationship, Carol. But, I mean, does he say how old he is? No. But he says he wants an older woman. And he's married. So, I mean, I guess we have to assume that he's younger enough than 36 that 36 would be an older woman. I guess so. Like, give us numbers, man. Yeah, we want numbers, man. How? Do, how would? How is your phone number? How do the ladies know they even want to hook up with you? Right. He's he's married. If he's if he's like twenty six and married, how 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 fast did your marriage fail? <laughs> right. How about this one? Married white male, nice looking, forties, cute. Okay, uh, what the hell, dude? He's, we get it. He's got a discreet, very handsome man seeking marriage. Wait, 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 wait. He is cute. Nice looking. Nice looking and very handsome. Yeah, that's right. Nothing wrong with his uh, uh, ego. He's seeking a married white female. Age open will answer all calls. If he's that good looking, he is not answering all calls. <laughs> Any age, too. Age is right? no barrier. Oh, he's so full of shit. Are you? He's 80? like a virgin. Yes. And exactly. he's got some kind of like scars on his face or something. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you where I got these scars. <laughs> this guy's blacklight. Turn it off. Oh, God. <laughs> Two straight white males seeking a female for fun. Really? I, I, I disagree that you're straight. Right? You just aren't ready to take that step yet. Yeah, exactly. You need a girl between you. That's like step two. And then you just remove the girl and then you're where you want to be. Yep. You're going to have the eye contact all night. (laughs) (laughs) It's the devil's bridge or whatever. Two straight white males seek female for fun, friendship, excitement and adventure, age, race, no barriers. Very, very, very discreet. How, how are you very, very, very discreet? Yeah. And how do you want discretion so badly that you're willing to waste the money to put the word in there three times? <laughs> what is wrong with people? I don't know. It's so funny. The, the, all these all these married people are, are dudes. All these married of course people they are. seeking relationships. But I'm I, girls cheat too, I would assume. I mean... Not as much as guys. And well, I agree with they that. probably don't go seek it out. It just happens to happen. <laughs> it just happens to happen. Yeah. You just trip and fall into a cock. That's right? That's how it happens. Right? I guess I should uh, get you good shoes. I so guess. it doesn't just happen. <laughs> That's very scary to hear your girlfriend say. <laughs> it just happens. <laughs> you have no control over it. Well, no, I mean, I just think that girls are more likely to just, you know, organically get approached out in the world. Orgasmically. Right. Then a guy is. Want to try? Sure. This Okay, well, here's it is. This married male (laughs) 
30 no. wants to meet a married or single white female 18 to 40. You're probably in that age range. Probably. For discreet fun. No, sir. Want to try. Weird. How about wanted by curious female 20 to 50 by very long-haired, tall, slender, non-conventional, successful, divorced white male 38 with airplane. What the fuck? For possible long-term fun with airplane. I I'm very tall or no, very long-haired. He's very long Okay. Wanted a bi-curious female, 20 to 40, bi, so this is him, I assume. What? Him oh, or her. He he wants the bi-curious yes, female. Yes, yes, but he's saying wanted, bi-curious female, 20 to 50. That's all the information he gives. Are you a bi-curious female, 20 to 50? Then he wants you. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is him. Bi, a very long-haired, tall, slender, non-conventional, I don't know what that means, He's a hippie. Successful divorced white male, 38, with airplane. I bet you, I bet you anything, it's either a remote control airplane (laughs) or a model airplane. It's hanging from his ceiling. Yes. That's funny. But he's got an airplane. He's 38. Very long haired. Let's try to picture this, too. (laughs) Oh, I'm picturing. Is it shaggy, but with long hair? Yes! That is exactly what I was picturing. Actually, he like, looks... Like, wow, check out my airplane! He looks a little bit like Garth. Who's Garth? From uh, Wayne and... Oh, Wayne's World, okay. Yeah. Uh, long-haired, tall, slender, non-conventional. That's what I don't get. Is that like a David Bowie type? Ugh. Non-conventional? What is happening right now? What? I mean, now the... The, the guy is just getting weirder looking and weirder looking. <laughs> and he wants to do it on his airplane. Can you do that, though? Like, I don't know what kind of... If, if he has an airplane that flies, <laughs> do, do all airplanes have, like, an autopilot kind of thing to where you can have... So, like, I would assume on those small airplanes, you can't just... Like, I'm just going to step out of the cockpit and have sex. Well, I would hope that he wouldn't. Maybe he wants a blowjob. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you and I are always thinking the same thing. Yep. Every time I think blowjob, you think, let me strengthen my mouth muscles. <laughs> God. No, I'm saying you're, you're, you're on top of it. I, I am so on top speak. of it. And um, I, right now I'm picturing... Dana Carvey. Picturing me laying, sleeping by myself tonight. Yeah. No, Dana Carvey. Uh-huh. But taller and thinner. Okay. With long hair down to his butt. Okay. Dressed like Prince. Okay. That's not conventional. And then now I'm picturing him getting a blowjob while <laughs> flying a little tiny plane. And wearing some weird ass sunglasses. <laughs> With a disco ball on his, on the, yes. on his, his airplane on the roof. That's perfect. Oh, my God. <laughs> you. Oh, man. He, he, he gets the girl on the airplane, and he's like, let me turn on the black light, and here's show you this. Oh, God. So that, 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 plane is, that plane looks like a, Pica- or no, a Jackson Pollock. Plane. Oh. <laughs> Nasty. Oh, uh, anyway. Speaking of nasty, 
Why don't we tell the people what we watched on television this week? What was the name of that bullshit show? Almost perfect. Almost. And, and it was almost perfect. No. It also was almost watchable. Yeah, no, it was nowhere near perfect. If almost is like 100 miles south, then we're good. Yeah, there you go. It starred Nancy Travis. Yeah. Who's related to the the singer. That's Randy Travis. Really? I don't think she so. didn't look like him. I don't think so. Okay. But what? Nothing. I'm just sitting oh. here looking at you, <laughs> waiting for you to tell me about the show. <laughs> you looked like, I don't know, you were going to say something. Remember when I used to watch a show, and then I would I'd t- I'd tell you about the show that I watched, and you'd watch a different show, and you'd tell me about the show you watched? Yeah, that was back when we used to spend time apart. I think... That was better, though, Aww. for two reasons. One, we didn't see each other as much. And two, oh. and two because we knew who was going to talk about what instead of you just sitting there like, well, what do you want to do? Oh, okay. No, I'm just joking. Dick. Um, I love spending time with you, chick. Uh, stop calling me a chick, I swear to God. You're going to get hurt. Why don't you like that? Because it's like, you know, anti-feminist and stuff. Is Is it? Yes. It's rude. Babe, can I call you that? Only because we're sleeping together. Can I call you honey? Only because we're sleeping together. So I couldn't... What, what about uh, uh, honey child? Something oh, like fuck. That. What the fuck? You're not a, a black dude, so. I couldn't call you black, black grandma. Whatever. It's a black grandma word. Uh, I couldn't call you... Or I couldn't call someone else honey? No. Sweetie? No. Oh, thanks, sweetie. Like our waitress or something like that? Nope. Like, thanks, sweetie. That's rude. Thanks, sugar pie. Rude. Okay. Anyway, Mm -hmm. this show was about a... um, About 30 minutes long? About, felt like about 30 years. Um, No, the show is getting canceled. We hope. (laughs) (laughs) Fingers crossed. No, you have to explain what 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 show is getting canceled. This in this show, what's her name? Randy Travis's sister plays somebody who is the showrunner. Yeah, she's she's the executive producer of this show called I don't know Blind Justice. Yeah, I have no idea what the fuck the show is called. Something like that, or what it's about, or anything. And she, you know, she. Leads a writer's room and everything, and they're they're like one big happy family kind of. Uh, apparently not though. And she's dating some district attorney. Yes. Who is barely in the show, and like the this actor is this actor is fucking vanilla incarnate, <laughs> like the guy that plays her love interest. Mm-hmm. He's just some bland, dull bulky white guy. Well, yeah, I barely even knew who he was or why he was there. Who comes in every once in a while and is like, you wouldn't want me to take care of you? Okay, I'm going over here to think about it. <laughs> and that's it. Like, he has he has no funny lines. He's, he's terrible. So they're having a rap party for their that's season. Right. That's right. And she gets told that the show's getting canceled and told not to tell anyone, I, which seems like a really dumb thing to do when you're sending her off to a party with alcohol. Right. By, by one of her, by her boss, who I assume works for the network. We've never really seen this show. Yeah. So I had to get the 
the TV guide like description of what the fuck was going on with the show in, e- in order to even understand w- what was happening. And we only kind of understood. Yeah, I don't get the whole thing, but... But, so she goes to this fucking party at some, like, restaurant where apparently they had the Christmas party. Mm-hmm. And it turns out everybody already knows somehow that the show's getting canceled. Well, yeah, the secretary told a bunch of people and someone else said they saw it on the internet. Right. So people just keep coming up to her and asking her about it, and finally she's just like, fine, I'll just announce yeah, it. Yeah, it's getting canceled. We're fucking done. Which is so stupid. Like, okay, do some fucking crowd control. Don't be like, okay, yeah, it's happening. Mm-hmm. And, and then there was this weird hippie dude walking around with no fucking shirt, just a vest. Yeah, and he kept talking about kiwi tarts that he wanted. Yeah, there were these special tarts from the Christmas party he wanted them to make, so he gets them to make them for him. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you do that? How do you go to a restaurant that isn't already serving dessert and say, hey, make this for me, and it actually happens? That's his character arc through the episode. That's got to be like... Wanting those tarts and getting them. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that's got to be an L.A. thing. That's got to be a spoiled fucking rich person thing. I guess. I have no idea. But but he's not a spoiled rich person. He's a writer on some fucking sitcom that's not even doing well enough to get renewed. But he's rich enough to live there. I guess. I mean, in my opinion, anybody who lives in L.A. <laughs> or Orange County. That's right. I know. That's why you want to go there. If we can make it there, then we'll automatically be rich yes. somehow. That's right. So you get, get, you get on it. You get there, and then the gods of Orange County are like, make them rich. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you came all this way. Yeah. <laughs> so it works. No one ever starves to death. There's no bums in the fucking street in California. No, there's not. I'll take you to Hollywood. They're one not. Day. They're on the beach. I'll take you to Hollywood one day. Okay, why are we over enunciating? So you understand. So you understand what I'm saying. Take me to Hollywood. Let's go right I now. I will take you to Hollywood. Stop recording. We're going to Hollywood. All right, we'll be back in a minute. We're like the Muppets. Okay, we're back. <laughs> How did you enjoy Hollywood? One of the dirtiest places on earth. Uh, it was. Not cool, because I didn't get rich. <laughs> I don't think he really took me to Hollywood. I see, He put a bag over my head and put me in the car. Oh but Like, we got there. I turned on black lights. And it didn't seem like Hollywood. And then he put a bag on my head and turned around and took me home. And it only took, like, an hour. It was a Hollywood video. <laughs> oh, it was not good. <laughs> Honey, I'd never have to put a bag on your head. Don't worry. I'll parade you around as the prettiest girl in town. That's <laughs> good boy. Shake. Hey. <laughs> no, seriously, I will take you to... We should go to Hollywood one day. I've been to Hollywood before. It's not what you think. It's dirty. And I want to go. Grimy. I want to go so bad. All right. Okay. Anyways, back to this stupid show. Yep. They all start fighting. Because, I guess, because, you know, they're drinking and upset. But they're like... one guy's like, hey, nice running the show into the ground, you fucking asshole. Yeah. Like, more than one person says that to her. Because she says to him, she's like, you know, I say this out of complete love. Your next job, you might want to control your anger a little Mm -hmm. bit. He's like, oh, you think so? And then the, the star of the show just cuts ahead of everybody in line to get a drink. Yeah, he's an asshole. Like, what? first of all, what a shitty party you have a line that long to get fucking drink. Right. 
Yeah, how many bartenders are working? <laughs> One. They're, they're all the rest of them are making tarts. Right. <laughs> so by the time the tarts arrive, everyone's livid, and somehow it turns into a giant food fight. Well, yeah. What happens is you skipped a part. What happens is it's, it's our like, specialty. We per, we figured this out well, as we were watching the show. We're like, well, obviously they're not canceling the show. Unless they're really canceling the show in real life. Right. So the producer calls and he's like, guess what? I just convinced the network to give us more time. We're going we're, we're gonna to get renewed for another season. And so she tells everybody. And now that everybody has alienated each other and treated each other like shit, everyone's kind of like, oh, well, now we're feeling angry and we don't like each other and we don't want to work with each other anymore. And it's hard to take back. So that's how it devolves into a food fight. And then they, that's how they get out their anger and they're good with each other again. Yeah, everybody's just covered in tarts. Except for the dude that's sitting at a table off to the side eating the tarts. Yeah, the the hippie guy, yeah, without the shirt on. Eating kiwi tarts. Kiwi tarts. They were green. I like kiwi, but kiwi tarts don't sound good to me. No. Kiwi doesn't have a strong enough flavor to carry a tart. Kiwi. (laughs) I mean, you gotta have, like... I can just see you... As as like a drill sergeant of fruit or whatever. You're, there's a bunch of fruits, uh, you know, in a line. You're walking up and down the line. You turn to the kiwi. You don't have enough flavor to carry a tart. <laughs> sir, yes, sir. <laughs> Apple, I think you know that it's your time. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the highlight of the show to me was the wife of the angry guy who sang... Who sang karaoke pretty much the entire episode. She was funny. She just stood up there and sang karaoke the entire episode. She was the best part of the show. Played by... uh, She looked very Jewish. Yeah, well, her the actress's name is Lisa Edelstein. Yeah, that explains it. That's a pretty Jewish name. Edelstein. (laughs) I thought you were going to say the highlight was the, uh, the girl in the silver dress. Oh, she was. Yeah, she was cute. She was cute. The, the blonde in the silver dress. I mean, she looked like she was a, a Christmas present, all wrapped up and shiny. Is that all you want for Christmas? <laughs> no. <laughs> the one guy was like the guy that was dating her. The another guy said to him, "There was like everyone thinks you're gay." Yeah, it's so weird. Like that. That's like why? Because he's fucking that blonde chick. Like that's weird. Yeah. Because he said something in French. So everyone thought he was gay. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, apparently, you know, you can't have any class or no. knowledge or whatever. Just an airplane and a black light. That's, that's right. what it takes. <laughs> but he's non-conventional. So that was the show. Don't watch it. It sucks. Yeah, it's no good. No bueno. Uh, but we did watch something that didn't suck. Yes. We watched a movie. We did. You don't remember what movie we watched. As soon as you say it, it'll all come flooding back. Seriously? Okay, hang on. It'll come to me. Um, We already talked about Empire Records last time. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, the truth about cats and dogs. There you go. <laughs> wow. I'm really, really sleep deprived. Yes. We watched a, a, a show or movie. Called The Truth About Cats and Dogs. And I really liked it, too, which is why it's kind of sad that I didn't remember. Uh, Janine Garofalo, 
Well, and, we've seen in Reality Bites and on the Ben Stiller show on MTV and, and many, many other things is it stars in this movie. And she was in Bye Bye Love, too. Mm-hmm. My favorite part of Bye Bye Love, the the blind date between Randy mm-hmm. Quaid and it's her. It's so funny. She, I love Jeanine Garofalo. She's so hilarious. She's one, of, I think she's one of the funniest comedic actresses around. Yeah. She is awesome. And she, and she's cute. Yeah. Yeah. She's, I mean, she's cute in an accessible, cute way. She's not like sexy. No. But she's like girl next door, best friend, cute. She's like Sandra Bullock cute, kind of. Yeah. I mean, Sandra Bullock's maybe a little cuter than her. A little sexier. But she's, yeah, the the same, similar look. Mm -hmm. And also in this movie is Uma Thurman. Yes. Uh, Who's Uh, supposed to be... Pulp Fiction's own Uma The hottest. Yeah, from Pulp Fiction. Yeah, she's, well, she's made up more of the hottest. She's made up in that way where she's supposed to be the hottest. But But she's also... She's got her eyes are very far apart. Her face is weird. Yeah, I mean, no offense, Uma Thurman, but I don't know. I like Jenny Garofalo. Yeah, I mean, like she's. I guess she's got a better body because she's tall and thin. Maybe if that's what you're into. If you're but a gay guy, you like that. <laughs> she doesn't have like a lot of curves. No, and a weird face. Yep. So I don't get it. Maybe she's got really sexy feet because Quentin. <laughs> Right. Quentin Tarantino's into her. I know that. <laughs> but I mean, like every man in this movie is into her. It's oh, yeah. like insane. She walks around at a bookstore and he's like, oh, and what a body. It's like the guy's uh, that's checking out. She's like, what a great body you've got and all this shit. And it's like, seriously, a guy is riding his bike and almost gets in an accident checking her out. The, this is the opposite of a thing I see a lot in movies and TV where a guy is supposed to be super hot. And all the girls like, uh, mm-hmm. like that, you know. And I always say to you, I'm like, is is that guy really? Because I don't know. I'm like, is that guy really that hot? Like he just looks like a like a standard man to me, like a, <laughs> like a, just an ordinary guy. Is he really supposed to be that hot? And a lot of times you say, you know, no, not really. You're like, he, he's he's cute, you know, he's good looking or whatever, but not not to the level they're making it out to be. Right. Where every girl like craning their necks around. This is that to me on, on this side with the yeah. female side. It's like she's fine. She's you know she's cute or whatever. Like she's she's got a look for sure. Mm-hmm. And I can see some people being attracted. to I'm not, but I could see some people being attracted to her. But she's not like she's not. Uh, you know Cameron Diaz, uh-huh. the girl that was in the mask. Yes. Like that girl, I could see. Everybody like like when she walks in in that red dress and everyone like she's a bank or whatever and everyone turns their head yeah. towards her. That makes sense to me. This does this doesn't make no. much sense. She's not on that level. But they want us to believe she is. So whatever. Like a young Michelle Pfeiffer. Or right. You know? So these two live in the same apartment building. Right. And they meet because Uma Thurman's boyfriend, who's a piece of shit, complete piece of shit. Is knocking on Jeanine Garofalo's door. Yeah. Thinking that it's his girlfriend's. Mm-hmm. And she even answers after yelling that she's down the hall and having him ignore her. Mm-hmm. She even answers the door and, and like is going to, again, tell him where to go. But, you know, she she get, he gets called down the hall, whatever. And, oh, I'm sorry. What? You ran out of gas? <laughs> yeah. 
you were all wound up. You were ready to go. You were doing it. And you're like, oh, my brain. Oh, brain. No, brain. Okay. Where, where'd it go? Well, no. Okay. So this was the first time. But then there's another time. Yeah. He starts where, yelling. He's yelling at her, Uma Thurman in the hall. Yeah. And, and he, he calls, calls her, her a dumb bitch. And, and Janine Garofalo comes out there. And she's like, yeah, what's up? She's like, excuse me. I thought you called me. And he's like, what are you talking about? And she's like, I heard you say dumb bitch. And so I figured, I assumed you must have met me. <laughs> It was pretty funny. And he's like, uh, what What the fuck? Like, he's very confused because he's an idiot. Yeah, and drunk or high all the time, it seems. And he says something like, or Janine Garofalo says, oh, you're a dumb bitch, too. You know, maybe we're related or something <laughs> like that. But she ends up threatening him with her bow because yeah. she's a violinist. A violinist. Okay. I don't know. Go ahead. And... I thought maybe there was a joke there. There wasn't. That's my brain running out of gas. Um, so he ends up like leaving, like she scares him off and he breaks her bow first. So then, uh, Janine, no, Uma Thurman. Uma. (laughs) Oprah, Uma, Uma, Oprah. She buys her a new bow. Yes. And that's how they start to become friends. Remember that for a couple of years ago at the, at the Oscars, David Letterman? No. Let me, Oprah, let me introduce you to Uma. Uma, Oprah, Oprah, Uma, Uma, (laughs) Oprah. It's weird. It was dumb. It was not very... I love David Letterman. Wasn't that funny, though? Yeah. So, what did you think of this movie? I liked this movie. I thought it was funny. I I think that the girls had a lot of good chemistry. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the male actor, too. Um, yeah. And... Standard man. That's... <laughs> that's... <laughs> that, was, that was his name. His name is Brian. Right? But the actor's name is Standard man. Right. No, do you know his name? No, I have no oh, idea. Shit. Okay. I don't know his name. I don't know him. But he's just a standard dude. He's got really good eyebrows. They mentioned that at some point too. I remember they mentioned that. I'm thinking, yeah, like I couldn't. I thought how, it was weird to notice his eyebrows. But. How ugly are guys? <laughs> like women are. Women are built to be attractive and, and beautiful. And whether you're a girl or a guy, most people can can very much appreciate and notice a very attractive woman. Guys are so ugly and so <laughs> utilitarianly built that women have to invent things that are good looking about them. He's got great eyebrows. <laughs> Look at that guy's eyelashes. Oh, I love his ankles. Shut up. <laughs> That's not your fault. Meh. It's guys' faults. But okay, so Janine Garofalo's character mm-hmm. is a veterinarian on a radio station. Right. And she has a, a show called The Truth About Cats and Dogs. Right. And that's where the name of the movie comes from. Very good. And so, Just pick that up all by yourself. <laughs> I did, and I want a gold sticker. All right. Um, I'll give you two. <clears throat> one, one here and one here. Hey, now. <laughs> so, Brian has an English accent, which is kind of fun. Oh, yeah. Women love the ang- accent, We, we right? do. And <laughs> so he calls into her radio show. One, one day, should I... Should I present myself to you in this way? No. Should I? Well, that's not a that's not a sex English accent. What's a sex English accent then? Does it have to be? Is it more like um, more like Hugh Grant? What in the fuck is happening right Hugh now? Hugh Grant, you know how he's all. I'm, I'm so completely befuddled. No. Anyway, what's a sexy English accent? This guy. Hey there, hey there, love. No. Come on down to the pier. 
Brian in this movie has a sexy English accent. Well, how can I have a sexy English accent? I want a sexy English accent. You have a sexy American accent. Do I? Or do I now? Yes. All right. Okay. So, anyway. <laughs> he's I have a sexy uh, Michigander accent. Right? Oh, oh sorry there. <laughs> Would you like some ranch dressing? <laughs> we don't sound like that. No, not, not quite. Not here. I do say "ope" though. I have to. I have to admit. I I say that if I run into somebody or or or, or nothing. Sometimes I'll run into a chair with no one in it. Mm-hmm. I'll just hit the back of a chair and I'll go "ope." <laughs> "Ope," sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've done that. I do it. I say. I say that word "ope." <laughs> so, oh, what yeah. I don't do is put s's on the end of things, like some people do. Mm-hmm. Myers and Fords and. Anyways. Oh, anyways, yeah, that's yours. Mm-hmm. You love it. I do. So, Brian calls into the radio station. Are we going to just do the whole plot of the movie? Fuck off. I'm asking if we're just going to... We usually don't do that anymore. I wasn't go going the, to, but I was just... All right, just all right set, up, set, up, set it 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 up. Set it up. He's a photographer, and he has a dog... i over here, you set it up. On roller skates, which is hilarious. And he had just gotten the dog from the pound. Like, what was he going to do with this fucking dog? Kill it. Because he got it for the photo shoot and wasn't going to keep it. That's a terrible thing to do. Do you think he was going to return it or do you think he was just going to, like, throw it into a ditch? I don't know. (laughs) I don't think he had any plan. But when um, he calls and she helps... (laughs) He was going to take his photos, and then he was just going to roll them down the middle of the street in the, with those roller skates. Be like, enjoy your life in the circus now. <laughs> Somebody will find you and be right? like, this is a talented dog. <laughs> but he ends up keeping the dog because she helps him through like bonding with it and everything. And so he now wants to thank her. And waggles his eyebrows. <laughs> it's kind of funny because they both show up to thank her for things. I didn't think about that, but you're right. Yeah. So they both, both these people show up at her work, one with a bow and one with a dog. and <laughs> A bow for a violin, not yeah. just a bow. You're right. And um, it's the, uh, the girl from the TV show in the silver dress. She's got a bow. Well, Janine Garofalo had actually lied to him on the phone about what she looked like because he was trying to take her out for a date. She just stood him up, which was so, like, so stupid. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, she she was very self-conscious. She's like, oh, a guy would never think I'm attractive. All I look like is Janine Garofalo. It's like, Janine Garofalo's not hideous. No. They should have gotten someone truly ugly. Well, this no. is So this is, what this is, is Cyrano de Bergerac. That's what this movie yeah. is. It's the female version of Cyrano de Bergerac. But she's not, like, if she had a big mole on her face or something. Like, they just put a big mole on on Janine Garofalo's face, and she was really self-conscious about it. You know how Cyrano had a huge nose, uh-huh. and that's why he's self-conscious. She yes. didn't have anything to be self-conscious about. Well, I mean, she's short and pudgy. She's not pudgy, though. She talks about, like, oh, I gained the, the freshman 40 pounds, and I'm like, what, since when? You, you were a fetus? Like, you did not gain 40. Like, she's walking on the beach, and she's so thin in that scene. Like, that sweater swims on her body. She's, yeah. She's not a... 
pudgy. But person. she's not a stick, and and no, like she's sticks, a normal looking girl. But sticks are what everyone wants to look like. No, well, that's not what every guy wants. Guys don't want sticks, but girls want to be sticks. And like I've spent my whole life trying to get that stick waif like body that I finally realized I can never have. But you shouldn't want it. But I do, and that's why. Like, I drive myself crazy trying to lose weight and but lose weight sh- all me, the time. Let me drive you crazy. Okay. But, I mean, I just, I can really identify with Janine Garofalo. All right. And how she feels. Okay. So, yeah, she has lied to him and stood him up, and he she said that she looked like her, ro- her, like her friend. Yeah, not a roommate. Yeah. So then he shows up at her work and sees her friend sitting in her chair and thinks that that is her, obviously. Right. And that is how it all gets. That's how it all up. started. Yeah. And they, yeah, it's it's a hilarious mix up, and then they go through. You know, who does he really love? Mm-hmm. Does he love the brains or does he love the the beauty? And he finally, you know, makes it very clear that it's like her, her personality, and not the Who's looks. Her. Janine okay. Garofalo. Well, you, you have to say who you're talking about. The one who's not the hot one or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so you liked this movie. What did you like about the movie? Well, I liked the funniness. And I like The funniness. <laughs> yeah. The humor. And I liked, um, you know, the, the story. It's cute. It's sweet. Yeah. It's an old story. It makes story. you feel good. I have a different opinion of you this don't movie. like it i'm not saying that i don't like it it's a it's the most standard romantic comedy i may i've maybe ever seen it's it's just that it's it's Cyrano de Bergiac. it's very straightforward there are no twists there's no turns i know exactly how this whole movie is gonna ha- go from from step one, I know exactly what's going to happen in this movie. Hmm. And it's just, it was it was somewhat funny, but it wasn't funny enough to carry its very standard premise. Wow. Yeah, I was, it was fine, but it's so vanilla. It's, it's milk toast. It's just a very standard movie. I don't think you need to go and see this in the theater. I would say rent it, maybe, even then. I mean, watch When Harry Met Sally for this movie, but much, much, much better. No. Yes. Incorrect. No, very correct. When Harry Met Sally is an entirely different movie. It has a different, it has, it's like Mad Libs, right? It has different elements, plot elements, but the plot structure is the same. I like when he takes pictures of Janine Garofalo. That okay. doesn't happen in any other movie, okay? You're right. A photographer doesn't <laughs> take pictures of Janine Garofalo in any other film. Unless you unless you consider the cameraman a photographer, then I guess it does. But you're right. That particular scene doesn't happen in any other movie. That doesn't make it good. I could make a movie where a guy smears shit on a wall and be like, that scene doesn't happen in any other movie. <laughs> doesn't make it good. And, um... Like, there's weirdness in this movie with uh, Uma Thurman where she's like, oh, I love menus and I love food, but I don't eat. I order, but I never eat. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is that? 
That's that's some it's fucked called, up shit. It's called anorexia. No, but I mean, like an anorexic wouldn't even order and like want to hang out with food. You know <laughs> what? <laughs> because anorexics hate food. Like <laughs> it's not just not eating and wanting to be thin and 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 something wrong with your your brain, like a mental disorder or body dysmorphia or anything like that. It's it's nothing like that. It's a hatred of food. <laughs> no, you wouldn't even want to hang out with food. I'm not saying food would that. roll up in the car next to him and be like. What's up? And Karen Carpenter would look and be like, fuck you. <laughs> Don't even show yourself. Food killed my dad. <sighs> I don't know. She's anorexic. I guess. Don't you think? Yeah. I mean, I don't know what the fuck's wrong with her, but she's, yeah, it's weird. She, I think she eats some stuff, right? She has to eat some food. Well, otherwise live. she'd die. Yeah. But I mean, she doesn't eat much. She drinks she, tequila. She doesn't eat... She doesn't eat um, sweets. For sure. Because he it, feeds her cake. Yeah, and she about comes all over his couch while he's feeding her cake. Yeah. It's like one of the weirdest, grossest scenes that I've ever seen. He's like, uh, she goes, I'm not wearing any underwear. While uh, he's feeding her the cake. And he's like, that's all right, I can buy a new cushion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. But And then she's like, no more. Like, she ate a whole piece of cheese. I'm sorry, in real life, she would have puked. She barely eats, and then she ate an entire piece of cheesecake that fast. Yeah. That would not have gone down Moaning smoothly. the whole way, right? Right. Start coughing it up and spraying it all over the place, and Janine Garofalo would walk in and be like, oh my God, what happened here? Because it would look like... Ew. Yeah. Okay. Ew. See, that would have made the movie better. <laughs> it the- just... It wasn't like... And it didn't focus on animals enough. Like, it could have... There could have been... There could have been things, niches, that this movie fit into that it decided not to. What? Like, what? she's a vet. He's got a dog. She's got a cat. The truth about it all. They could have they could have done something with the animals or something like they that. They did things with the animals. It's just they weren't the main Wait, focus what? of the plot. I didn't see that. They did oh, stuff with on. the animals. Sicko. <sighs> what did they do? The dog is the one that got them together in the beginning and at the end. Yeah. And the cat was, you know. Eating tuna. Yeah. I mean, it's a cat. Come on. But she's like, (laughs) at some point, she's like, how do I know your sweet face? Remember? Like, oh, no, that was to the dog. What I'm saying is they could have made the animals integral to the plot. They could have. They could have used that. And and made it a plot point, but they don't. They did. No, they don't. That's how they meet. It's a plot convenience. Oh, and then the friend brings a turtle over because it because they want to make a joke about sticking yeah. your finger in a turtle's ass. But I mean, like, how much? It's not like fucking uh, the truth about no. Um. Oh God. Oh no. <laughs> When Harry met Sally? No. <laughs> With Eddie Murphy, you know. Beverly Hills Cop? <laughs> the, the banana in the tailpipe? It's a different kind of banana in the tailpipe. With Eddie Murphy. A Never ro- mind. A romantic comedy with Eddie Murphy? No, I'm trying to think. Coming to America. So anyways, I'm just saying, I yeah. don't think that the movie needed to focus that much on the animals because it's a romantic comedy, not a children's movie. But what I'm saying is it needed something to make it unique. 
Or they just could have written better jokes. I thought the movie was super funny. Mm, I'm not impressed. Well, you're wrong. I like Janine Garofalo a lot, and I think Janine Garofalo and Uma Thurman had very good chemistry. I agree. I think they had better chemistry than either one of them has with the guy in the movie, by the way. The real romance should have been those two girls. Neither one of them should have gotten with the guy. That would have been a twist. <laughs> if the if the real the real like prize at the end of the of movie or whatever had been their friendship. That would have been good. Well, I mean it kind of was. But then Ginny Garofalo gets with the guy. Well, yeah, cuz like Uma Thurman says you got to have a boyfriend, right? Yeah, but Uma Thurman doesn't. She's uh doing more modeling work and with cows or something. I don't know, it's weird. <laughs> She's in a fucking farm. I don't know what's going on. Isn't she still with that asshole? No, I think she broke up with him. Well, good. That's a plot element that's not really resolved. Yeah. Yeah, we see him, like, being a dick when she's uh, auditioning or getting ready for her audition or whatever, Mm. and we never see them actually break up or anything. No. So, who knows? But, yeah, I'm not going to say it's terrible. It's not terrible. No, it's not terrible. It's good. But it's very standard. And I, it's, it was unimpressive to me. Whatever. I'm sorry. I'm glad you liked it. Oh, I did. And I'm, I'm, not not gonna gonna... Like, I'm not going to like every romantic comedy you drag me to see. Whatever. Just like you're not going to like every action movie. Or every, I don't know, Star Trek movie. I like Star Trek. Live long. And cats and dogs. Fuck off. What? <laughs> How is that a normal response? <laughs> anyway, I can't do it. That's our episode for tonight. She's trying to do the Spock f- fingers. He did it. The Spocker. Anyway, that's our episode for today. Carol, <laughs> break yourself away from your fingers. <laughs> it's so hard. Okay, check out our website, www.retrolatev.com. Oh, if you dare. <laughs> Write us at latefee1994 at com, And uh, tell your friends. And also go to patreon.com slash retrolatefee. Because we got bonuses there, y'all. All right. Talk to you later. Bye.